Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Don't you feel, listen, it's felt like we've been in a long distance 90 day relationship this year. Like you're just the love of my life in a distant, far away (laughs) place. And now that we're starting to get vaccinated, things are starting to open up. Disney tickets are on sale, as you've mentioned before. I feel like we are a 90 day couple. We just need to get our paperwork in order. And then we could be together, finally. (laughs) I love this. Please, if anyone has a Disneyland ticket story, DM us, and I will post it on our Instagram story, because I'm so interested in, like, what everyone thinks about going to Disneyland and if you were able to get tickets or not. Yeah, what's Um, the deal? Spill all of the tea. We're very excited. Of all of the things to want to just jump right back into, Disney's definitely the top of the list. I also have an insane (laughs) craving, like a a very self-sabotaging, awful craving to go to Vegas. Like, I want to go to the worst, filthiest places on this earth, you know? I know, right? Like, I just (laughs) want to go touch everything and then touch my face and then, like, go bowling, which I don't even like, and then touch my face and then, (laughs) I don't know, just, like, smoke a cigarette and blow it right in people's faces inside. Yes. Like, that's the I can't energy. wait for like the first time I'm complaining about like being in heels, which I know I said last week I never do, but I'm certainly am going to now. Like I don't know how my feet will, my feet are going to reject a heel the moment it gets on my foot, but I want to do it anyway. I can't wait to be in like uncomfortable clothes and like, yes. oh, it's going to be I it's feel like so now great. I'm just going to want to dress like a hoe for the rest. Just <laughs> until, you know, I, I don't know how long the hoe energy is going to last, but for well past, you know, my age range, absolutely. <laughs> like, I don't want to be in sweats. I want people to be like, that girl's butt's like practically hanging out. I yes, want to turn heads. I want to have interactions with people that I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm here for different... No more quarantine energy. <laughs> you're really fulfilling my 90-day fantasy, too. If, if we do get to reunite and then you're wearing trashy clothes, this is a real, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> uh, we have so many friggin' shows coming back, like, now, immediately. Like, just whenever, when I start to be like, oh, no, like, all of our favorite shows are running out. Is there ever going to be anything for us to talk about on the pod? I remember that we're dealing with drug dealers and that they immediately <laughs> start pumping new shows into our veins. Because we have Siesta Key coming back oh May God. 12th, which so is excited. great. That's such a quick uh like turnaround i like i just like saw on instagram chloe had posted about it and was like guess what it's here in like seven seconds honestly Uh, you know what they're more on top of it than vanderpump rules because we have brandon's baby situation that that was the cliffhanger we left off on the surprise baby and (gasps) it seems like you know that would be a reason to turn around the show very fast and i appreciate that i appreciate the hustle mtv (laughs) <laughs> we appreciate the hustle. Thank you so much for your work. You're doing God's work. Uh, we also have Roni coming back on May 4th, oh which God. is fierce, because uh, that also had such a spectacular trailer and is just, you know, the blood that's running through our veins is Roni blood. And mm-hmm. The Circle is coming back on Netflix. Yeah, which, and they cool. threw Chloe from Too Hot to Handle on there, which, like, I don't know if that's going to work because she's the dumbest person alive, and I'm not sure if she understands the circle, but I am going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, and I am she, talking like, about it. Professionally, professionally is what I just said, everyone. Isn't she professionally <laughs> unlikable? Like, I feel like that was her whole shtick on Too Hot to Handle was like kind of just being a bitch and so I don't know why you would then go to the circle which is a popularity contest yeah I started watching the first episode and I feel like we'll have to do a proper episode about the second season but 
already she like doesn't know that someone is a catfish and she's like fully no! trying to hook up with them and I'm like I really don't think she understands the rules so that's what, <laughs> that's what we're in store for this season I suppose oh that's um, great I'm happy we're like bookending quarantine with the circle because I feel like that was a very very much like the one of the very first shows that I binged at the beginning of 2020 yeah right with the circle yeah 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 absolutely um and then we have uh oh wait before before we talk about this one I just wanted to say we missed one in our little like uh discussion of what to talk about the second season of the hills reunion is coming out as well oh There's shut a trailer up for that yeah <laughs> I'm so psyched about it Heidi's crying wow. about like wanting to have a second baby Spencer's wearing you know many crystals I'm very excited about it oh wow that's really I have had not even heard of that this is news to me but good news okay look <laughs> at us there's so many things to watch and talk about while we're dressed like hoes fuck yeah. yes and now let's please dissect what I think is my favorite trailer of all fucking time. Like across every show, genre, all content. It might just be my favorite video. Can I just say, like, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer was so delicious. I, okay, so here's what happens to me, right? With It's the same thing with movies. I get so hyped about stuff and then I know that I'm not gonna like it because it'll never live up to my expectations and so I'm trying to like temper just how much we're going to see in the timeline because okay look you and I know that they were filming many months ago because I got someone's shoes um, yes. from their Tahoe trip, right? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, well, is that the time frame that the lawsuit with Erica Jane has become very juicy and do we think we're going to get real info about it? Um, now, I will say also, we saw breaking news that Tom Girardi's conservator is suing Erica Jane, claiming that she's giving away money to people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we're going to get – how much do you think we're really going to get to see on the show? Here's – here's you, you make excellent points. I think that there's ultimately not going to be too much, like, substantial information that we're going to get about the trial or the, like, crimes themselves. What I think I'm excited about and what the trailer teased is this very meta, like, Chicago the Musical character <laughs> that Erica is putting on of, like – Wearing her Gucci glasses and being like, I did not know what he was doing. He's the only one who knew. Like, this persona that she's putting on that feels like a part of her defense. And she's using the cameras and the show and the women around her to sort of perpetuate that. And, like, it feels so detached from reality for me because it's like, who's going to believe this, like, crazy character that you're putting on to make yourself look innocent when it makes you look, like, even more of a psychopath? Mm-hmm. But it's the opposite of what we've seen with so many legal troubles amongst Real Housewives where they're, you know, my lawyer says I can't comment on it or, like, a pull a Denise Richards and not want to film at all. Like, I feel like Erica is diving in in a way that's like, let me use this to solidify my my stance, my alibis in my trial. So you're right. I I don't think we'll learn too much, but I think her addressing it head on and and being this like, being this like criminal with glasses is like so entertaining to me. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. So essentially she has no support, it seems, at this point because her husband is quote unquote mentally incapacitated and... Mm -hmm. This is her only platform to get yeah. her message out. And it doesn't seem like Tom's family is backing her up. Especially, you know, if the conservator or whatever trustees are suing her, then she's in mm-hmm. deep shit. And Andy Cohen's her only ally. So mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. It's interesting to, to try to plead your case to the public through a not guilty, um, you know, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills campaign. Um yeah, I uh while I'm all excited. the while spending that money. Like there was no it seems like they're going on all these trips. She's in like so much of the footage and it's like this is she's in her full iconic very expensive mm-hmm. glam. Mm-hmm. Like to be saying you weren't part of stealing money from all of these victims and widows and and to be 
And the fact that Dorit says that also is like my everything. Like they talk about it dead on. I love so much. But how are you going to assert this like innocent character while you're still living such a like opulent, luxurious, I just, yeah. expensive looking lifestyle? Like, I, I don't get how she's doing that. I think that there's no way where people doing coke in your bathroom, Lisa Rinna, is going to let any of this shit slide. Like we have women on this show who know what the producers want. And so they're not just going to be like, wow, I feel really bad for Erica. It doesn't seem like she knew anything. They are going to – they're essentially going to try her on this season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. So yeah. um, I think you're right. I also think – I mean, the whole thing with these kinds of trials, from my understanding, is that you have to prove that she knew that she was doing this crime, which is hard. Right. It's a hard thing to prove, especially when you're the wife with the allowance, which is, I'm sorry, essentially what Erica is. And then we also know that judges do not like to see people, you know, sort of flaunting all of their money yes. when they're under investigation, yes. which is why Teresa Judice ended up in prison. The judge was like, you guys clearly are not taking this seriously. I can see it on their on your show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot. We have a lot to unpack. I'm excited about it. It's it's, I was just so excited that so much of the trailer was just about that. I kind of expected one beat of it to be like, and Erica is in trouble. What do you think about that? And it's, <laughs> and to see so much content of just Erica addressing it dead on was like so satisfying to me to see Lisa Rinna have to deal with her fucking daughter dating Scott Disick and Kyle Richards oh, call him old was disgusting. like such a gem. The apps like Sutton going, what am I jealous of? Your ugly leather pants was already iconic. Like I think there's so this there's just so much. I'm so excited about the two new housewives. It just looks and the two new housewives. Rich. You mean Paris Hilton's mom, Kathy Hilton? Yes! I mean, we haven't even like she's not even prominently featured, and that's what I was like most excited about when they first announced this season. So. It, they're all I'm saying is that I feel like I've been burned by Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy or whatever the fuck that dog's name was, and I don't want to go through another season of that. I want like real problems. Well, I think we've got real problems. Yeah, coming. I think we got real big problems. So we must I, uh, deliver. I also I will have a prediction that I wanted to say publicly that I think Kathy Hilton is either going to launch some sort of product or is like getting mm. a divorce. Something, some like there's got to be some other motivation, but behind suddenly joining the season now, you know, something's sometimes changed. Those two things go hand in hand. You are, you have to launch a product because you are getting a divorce. So yeah, <laughs> see, I'm so excited. Oh my god, what am I jealous of? Your ugly leather pants. Oof. Ah, oh, shall we get into the Real Housewives of this week? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so what do you think of this place, Blaze, that Candy opened? I think I think that, listen, I love the ambiance that there is, like, literal fire everywhere. I miss being inside of restaurants with, like, sexy lighting. It looks really cool. The, the food looked <laughs> kind of crazy. <laughs> they didn't talk about it too much, but they did, like, a taste it, menu tasting, and they were like, we're going to launch this, you know, post-pandemic. Yeah. It, there was, like, crab legs that were, like, eight feet long sticking out of almost every dish. What did you think? Am I crazy? I think it looked like something I would love to eat, and then I would have immediate diarrhea. Like, I <laughs> – it was so many legs. It was so many deep-fried, like, shellfish, which I've never really mm -hmm. had, but it seems delicious. But it's also, like – Literally, the legs were, like, growing out of a mound of, like, rice or, like, you know, some kind of jambalaya or something. But I yes. have heard such good things about all of Candy's restaurants. I've heard that the food is actually amazing. And so I'm happy for her. I'm happy that she's expanding her restaurant empire. Not an easy thing to do in a pandemic. And I will say, if you're going to be, you know, a restaurateur, like, it would make sense to have, you know, a gimmicky sort of different menu when you're opening a new spot. And man, does this place have a gimmick. That food looks fucking crazy. It also looked just downright heavy. Like the, the servers yeah. would be like laying down a platter and it just says like a fucking, it was like reinventing the word seafood tower. And I was like, that looks like so much food on one plate. But yeah, all right. And like, also, you know, so many fancy restaurants are very tiny, tiny food. 
This oh, is yeah. like doing the exact opposite of that. I appreciate that a lot. I think, uh, you know, you want to get your money's worth. And it certainly looks like that's what's happening at Blaze. So <laughs> um, I also have to say in the same breath, I thought it was so fucking funny. Cynthia and Mike Hill trying to weigh themselves and Cynthia being like, it's going up five pounds every day. And they're like, the scale's lying. Just throw it in the trash. That's all of us, baby. That is all of us. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I own no cute. scales, and I never want to own a scale. Like, I girl, preach. Me neither. Bringing it into my house, I don't need to know. No, <laughs> my clothes will tell me when I can't sit down in them anymore. That's the that's the barometer for like, oh, okay, things have changed. I guess precisely, precisely. Oh, I also thought it was really cool that Kenya was uh, talking about her breast reduction surgery and just like kind of like walked us through that experience a little bit because I think that's something a lot of women, particularly postpartum and stuff when your body is changing deal with and we see a lot of uh, boob jobs in the Real Housewives lore and like not as many best reductions but I loved her like revealing her new breasts and being so happy and proud of them and I'm sure she feels a lot better which is cool yeah for Um, sure I mean also I was kind of shocked that she just I mean look I know it's like a virtual appointment because of COVID but her just showing her boobs over the internet to a doctor I was like what if someone hacks you but whatever (laughs) she's probably like it's fine this is medical you know yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. What if someone hacks? That's so scary. Um, I have to admit that I think, listen, like last week's episode was like a little bit boring for me. And they were like kind of figuring out what they're what they're upset about, what they're talking about. I was like, I'm personally over arguing who fucked Bolo. But mm-hmm. whatever. This new drama of whether or not LaToya is hooking up with Drew's personal profit. <laughs> and I... And I'm not the speak. It's her personal profit is my new favorite, like real housewife character or like device in a storyline. Because like, listen, we've seen psychics, we've had mediums, like people have fought over, I don't know, quite a bit of things. But to go, well, my profit was going to come and personally bless my baby. But I heard that now he's hooking up with LaToya. Makes me want to fire my profit, which in and of itself, doesn't that kind of like delegitimize your profit, Drew? Like if it, if like what and who has a profit? All I of it is too much and comedy gold for me. Don't know the rules of being a profit. So I, you know, if you're, if you're a profit and you can, I think, you, why can't you hook up with people? Just because you're, you know, God speaks through you. I feel like yeah, it's Yeah, and suddenly fine. you think, you think that this man can talk to God and then he starts hooking up with a girl you don't like and you're like, no, never mind, he can't? Yeah. Like that's crazy. That is also like in a nutshell my problem with religion. Like that. <laughs> to go from like I think that this man has the ear of the Lord Pretty and special. can communicate with God. Yeah, and then like, but he hooked up with that bitch I don't like, so now I'm not into him. Is cra- is <laughs> is crazy? I'll just say it's crazy. And then I love Latoya getting defensive and going, "He's just helping me with my spiritual journey," which is like such a wonderfully cunty thing to say. I love it so much. Like her defense is that they're just spiritually connecting. It's just a new type of character to see, like, causing drama in this show. And he's also, like, hot. He's, like, a hot prophet wearing, like, Gucci yeah, and, like, fedoras. Yeah, and he's fedoras. rich. He's wearing and Gucci he's rich. And yeah, I don't know. I guess speaking to God really pays. Um, <laughs> I I felt like, Drew, this was a misstep. She went, it's getting a little thirsty, you know? Like, I mm. think she was doing really well being herself, chiming in here and there. You don't need to generate a whole storyline for yourself. We can sense that that's what's happening, especially when the entire group is like, this is, you, you get over it. It's bogus. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Uh, Candy's attitude about the whole thing, like Candy trying to say, trying to repeat the story without laughing at profit is so funny to me. She's like, she, she retells the whole thing with just a question mark in her voice. And she's like, I guess. Latoya is hooking up with Drew's prophet, and that's a problem. Like, yeah, Cynthia just being like, find someone else to christen the baby in her interview. I'm like, yeah, problem solved. Like, not a big deal. (laughs) Um, But yeah, very funny, very silly. Profit. What did you think of profit lot? What did you think of uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey this week? Um, interesting. 
very serious conversations happening. Um, the first thing I wanted to say is that my mom is a breast cancer survivor and the way that she thankfully caught her breast cancer very early was a very similar situation to what Dolores was describing. Um, mm. She, you know, was very involved and aware of breast cancer and we, you know, had had some family friends who'd went through it and I think it just becomes so scary to get a mammogram that maybe you put it off and you don't really realize it. And mm -hmm. um, I actually had a friend that I'd known since elementary school whose mother passed away from breast cancer, and she posted something on Facebook and said, it's really important that everybody get checked regularly because you can save your life. And I shared that with my mom on back when Facebook was popular, and that's what actually led to her having the mammogram where she caught oh the cancer. Gosh. Isn't that crazy? That's so, so wild. Wow. Yeah. And Thank she's God. like, you know, knock on wood, she's totally fine and uh, alive and healthy and everything's good. But um, I, I really identified with Dolores thinking she was, you know, being on top of everything and being so involved in this charity and someone saying very simply to her, like, when's the last time you got checked? I think people just sort of let the time go by and it's, it's, it seems like it would never happen to you or it's like anxiety inducing, which I totally understand, but it, it absolutely can save your life. So mm -hmm. it's nice that they're airing all of this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Get checked. Wow. That is such a really wild story. This is also not in any way me making light of it, but I think you reading that post and talking to your mom and then all of that happening would qualify you to be a prophet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like you saved her life you had like you were I think that you were spiritually at a operating at a different level in that moment and so I think you're prophet Alyssa by my standards well thank so. you so much I mean I just it's a really scary hard sad thing to talk about but that experience showed me you never know who's listening and um my friend didn't post that with the intention of specifically talking to me and I you know I shared with her that this happened in our family and she was so grateful that I shared that story and so I'm just passing it on you know especially yeah. now that we've been in COVID for so long I think a lot of people have put off doctor's appointments so I hope I hope nobody has cancer but if you do I hope this ends up getting you checked in a time period where you're all good you know yeah everybody go do it go get friggin checked yeah we all need it um, uh. So we have that, <laughs> and then uh, I don't know some other like really crazy uh, a, a peek into Jen's family's culture and arranged marriage and a lot of darkness in the situation. What did you think about? Yeah, I think that it's it's always a little bit sadder and more disturbing to look at relationship problems amongst like seniors because you think of so much time lost and I also find like people not taking you as seriously yeah. and I find that that's a little bit of what's been happening this season with Jen and her mom up until this episode is that Jen has been like somewhat dismissive and of her mom making her own life harder by not wanting to be around her father and by uh, sort of vilifying him. And Jen's like, well, I didn't see any sort of conflict or abuse when I was growing up, so I don't get why now she's just like choosing to be difficult. And it's hilarious that it came from a medium psychic visiting them at a party, but I'm happy that the medium psychic <laughs> told Jennifer to listen to her mom and to consider believing her and acknowledging that in the very least her own version of reality like her perspective is valid yeah um i think that jen coming home and sort of beating that over her head in a very loud way by being like, listen mom if you think you're abused i don't know what to tell you but i'm gonna have to if that's i guess then you were i guess if that's what you think and it's like that's not the most sensitive way Especially to maybe approach it in front of your kids i'm like what are yes. you doing this is so messy yeah she's a little a little harsh about it but i appreciated the change in attitude all the same and i think it's really it's really tough i mean like you said they were looking at a couple that was like an arranged marriage when Jen's mom was 16 years old yeah. and this man was 26 they're arguing over like how well he sort of like took care of her or looked after her happiness and he's rolling his eyes at her um and it's all again it's it's I think the argument can lose steam because you're looking at this like tiny decrepit old man <laughs> and he's like whatever you're crazy and it's it's hard to it's it is hard to sort of vilify him and it's but you you kind of have to you got to listen to everybody involved it's complicated and I think like 
it's again like I mentioned a few weeks ago with like Jennifer like cooking food for all of her kids and then nobody saying thank you. It's uh I think it's a position that a lot of a lot of women are put in to be sort of the glue that holds their family together across the generations. Yeah. And it's uh it's just nice to sort of see Jen dealing with that in a big way on our TVs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think um at the very least, obviously, like, I don't know anything about their parents' relationship, but it seems like she feels her life wasn't hers to decide. Like, she was just yeah. supposed to do this, and there yeah. was no way out, and that sucks, and we should stop doing that to people. <laughs> yeah, we should stop. And it's it's interesting because so much of um, Jennifer's mom as a character on this show has been centered around wanting Jennifer to get a good husband and the and Jennifer's mom is clearly so obsessed with Bill and but there's I think a lot of love there so I it's like she's still operating from this sort of old-fashioned like you need to get a good man with like good money who's gonna take care of you but Jen wound up with a guy that she at least gets along with yeah uh and I think the mom really appreciates that and is happy for her and who knows if that might have something to do with her sort of having this later life crisis of like, fuck, this guy, I don't even really like this guy that I've had to make my whole life with and around. Yeah. It's it's sad. Um, but it's also just crazy to see Jennifer in her kitchen just screaming at everybody about I it and know. trying to make things better. But they're so loud. For sure. <laughs> they're just such loud people. It's wonderful. I also, um, speaking yeah. of Dolores earlier, could not – have related to Dolores more when at the same medium psychic party gathering, she was told, listen, your your grandparents are telling me that your current boyfriend is not the love of your life and you need to end it. And Dolores was like, okay. And like very stone-faced, very like stoic. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, and they also want to let you know that Boo is here, which is her dog. And Dolores <laughs> crumbled in a way that was so, like, unbelievably, horribly, heartbreakingly relatable. And I was like, and all of the other women are like, I've never seen Dolores cry at all. And to see her be told that her relationship that she's devoted so much time and energy and love into is a dead end, like, not move her. But then to hear about her dog being in heaven, like, absolutely broke this woman. It's like, what is going on? And I'm like, that's me. That is absolutely me. And I think it's Tony. And I think that's why we're a good match. Oh, my gosh. She's like, men are disposable dogs are forever. Yeah, (laughs) and she was like, "I sleep with his ashes," and I was like, "Oh, okay, I don't know what that means." That's a lot. That's a lot. Maybe (laughs) we put the ashes in the backyard. We put a little like headstone or something. You can go visit him when you're not sleeping. Sleep with his ashes. I was like, "Whoa, okay, wow." Um, I have news for Melissa. I think if you haven't talked to your daughter by the time she's fifteen, she might have given a blowjob or something. You know. I think 15 is a little too late for that talk. Wow. 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 You wow. Know. Coming Says from someone Alyssa who, who would trot to the fair with virginity. a bandana as a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely lost my virginity at 15. So newsflash, uh, Melissa, you are in a danger area. I would yeah, say she a little, knows- too little, too late. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I'm excited to see how that pans out. I would love if she just told her that on camera and Melissa just like had was speechless and looked like a complete fool. But I hope that's yeah, not it's too it's too little too late. And it's also like weirdly formal of like of to like be planning this talk. Like I feel like as much as parents don't love or relish those moments it's not like I felt like trepidation from my mom when she started to talk to me about it she was just like all right listen let's get down to business here yeah, let's talk we're gonna about get this. through this and it's okay <laughs> yeah she was like asking anyone's permission or like talking to anybody I think necessarily for advice I think she was just like all right this is the day I gotta do this and like for Melissa to be like I don't know like out at a girls weekend like I don't know what to say like it's too reminiscent of like should I text him I don't know She's like, I just want her to know that her body's like really special. And she's like, Mom, I fully trashed my body already. Like, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's exciting. Um, Anything else from Jersey or should we talk about Summer House? Oh, let's talk about Summer House. All right. (laughs) So speaking of trashing your body, uh, (laughs) this conversation between Lindsay and, and Luke Okay, so Lindsay's, like, sitting. So her and Stravi are, like, back together and whatever. Everything's, I guess, smooth sailing at this point. 
and she's not updated anybody and she's sitting in her bedroom and Luke comes in what I think is 50% coming to check on her 50% poking around to see if there's gonna be an opening for him to get in there because they're sort of vibing in the same way and you know it's in both of their minds you can tell and Mm -hmm. Like, Lindsay tells him that he got, that they got back together, that she's Stravi's girlfriend again. And you can tell that it's uncomfortable because when she says it, she kind of laughs. And Luke's like, oh, oh, okay. Like, slightly rejected. And then Lindsay's like, and it's so crazy. He's been coming inside of me and he's like not even scared now. And can you go get your ring measurer for me? But like right now. And Luke is like, hey, I just feel like this is moving really fast. And three days ago you told me that like you're done and we were on the beach last week. And, you know, LOL, this seems like a bad decision. And she's like, but can you get your ring measurer? Like now it's an emergency. I'm like, this is great. Like, Lizzie, I don't like, but I do like her on the show. Like for the show. It's it's absolutely the most bonkers behavior and it's like what you would if you wanted an example of somebody just like acting insane for a boy that's wrong for them Uh you could like pitch this as an example and anyone would be like that's too much no one would actually do that like could you imagine (sighs) also telling anyone like hey like going to your guys like friend Uh -uh. your guy friend's room and being like hey so my boyfriend's coming inside of me and he's like kind of (laughs) loving it uh and like that in and of itself bananas then to go by the way, you remember how you make jewelry, right? So can I get, like, can I just, like, get the ring? Also, as if she doesn't know her size. Like, fuck that. Um, can you get your ring measure right now, immediately? It's an emergency. Is both of those things to say too much? Putting them together, absolutely insane. Doing it on camera is, like, certifiable. Like, I, I can't. She's just, like, so shamelessly saying that he comes inside of her and then she wants to get engaged because it's of it so on crazy. camera. And, and poor Luke like, is like, ay, ay, ay. I don't know, man. Yeah. And also, like, um, it's really sad, you know, since we saw him with his, like, really horrible cross tattoo on the side of his little belly. And she's like, yeah, this is going to be the father of my children. I'm like, ugh, good luck to those yeah, kids. No. That's so tough. Well, that was my other favorite moment of the episode is she was in that same scene, like, I really feel like he's changed. I could just feel something in him. He's like really dedicating himself to this relationship. And then it cuts back to Steven, like putting up those decorations for their Kentucky Derby party. And he looks at the other guys while he's hanging it up and he goes, it doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't really need to be perfect. And just cuts back to her. Like, and he's just, his standards are so much higher. He's so effortful. It's like, no, he is the king of mediocrity. He doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's like, I don't even need this, like, party city decoration to be straight. Doesn't really matter. I don't give a fuck. It's like, I know. I'm like, why aren't you, why are you orchestrating the engagement ring? Like, he should be trying to find out what your ring size is. Like, I don't. Yeah. You're still doing everything. (laughs) It's crazy. It's too. It's She's like, too no, it's fine. He's fine with like finishing inside me now, so it's fine. It's like, oh, oh my no. god, it's so dark. It's Ew. so so dark. I hate it. Anyway, and we ordered the uh, Lover Boy espresso martinis, you guys. So we are going to have them. I'm sure while we're watching probably Real Housewives of Beverly Hills next month, uh, and we'll have to tell you how good they are, or trashy, or awful. They've 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 got to be bad, right? No, they seem like a great idea, and I don't know why they haven't been done before. It's basically I like a bottled frappuccino. Like, I'm so excited about it, and... I guess you're right. It's like a spiked one, a bunch of those, like, Starbucks drinks that also come canned. I'm, I'm like, uh, just the, the canned nature of it all stresses me out. I but will say I think it's the, be the non-dairy creamer might be funky. You know, like, sometimes you get a non-dairy right. creamer, like an almond milk or something that tastes like sunscreen if it's like, oh, coconut almond milk. So I'm a little yeah, scared yeah. that they chose the wrong one of those. And also, having made espresso martinis, like, look, I've never canned them before, but you don't really need a creamer in there. So it'll that, to me, if something's wrong, it would be that area. But the espresso in a can I and with vodka, like, I'm on board. You could just sell me that, <laughs> And we know, yeah, it'll be cool if we see if it's, like, actually vodka or if it's like whatever they pump into white claws oh you know i'm sure it's got to be vodka but like their spritzers are like that sort of white claw like nail polish remover type stuff 
Oh, no. Right? Okay, yeah. And also maybe the vodka is bad. Like, maybe that's a headache. So, yeah, you're probably right. It's probably going to be terrible. I love us being – we're going to have all of them in once a day. I know. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> um, What do we think about – oh, I loved Paige saying, like, I'm not going to move to Miami with you for six months if you can't even come have a dinner with my friends one time over the summer. Yes. Like, yes. Thank you for Logic. Doing that. I appreciate Love to it. see logic applied to a relationship with a boy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good boundaries. Makes sense. I love it. Uh, also, I already searched for Paige's uh, Kentucky Derby pink loofah outfit. It is sold out on Revolve. And I do know that I would look like a loofah in it. Uh, but I still wanted it anyway. And I don't know for what, I don't know where I was going to wear it. But I thought she looked so cute and funny in this like pink frou-frou-y thing. Um, I'll post a picture of it on on the Instagram, but I was she like so into the outfits. A style icon, and it's so nice to see someone on Bravo who's actually like good at doing that themselves. You know, like the yeah. only time we get really good fashion moments are like insane, unattainable fashion moments from glam squads, and then you'll also get like a you know Margaret Joseph or something where she thinks she's like has a clothing company, but it's really like zebra printed, belted like caftans or something. <laughs> um, and so it's really nice to see someone who I'm like ooh, like she actually really does have good shopping tips on her Instagram Mm -hmm. yeah she's she's an icon for sure and I just liked all the little hats all their little the the derby themed (laughs) hats are always fun I love a prop I love a costume I love an excuse to dress up very jealous of all of that should we talk about 90 day Ooh, let's do it have you watched a 90 day tell-all before um, I think I've watched before the 90 days, but right. yeah, I have okay. seen tell-alls. So I've not seen, you know, like the proper 90 day reunion. This one seemed especially crazy to me. Was it not? Yeah, I think it was one of the better ones. It's always really fun to watch the characters interact and judge one another because of like their, their judgment we've already decided is out the fucking window. Um, but it did seem like the way that they were all relating to each other and kind of jumping in on each other's shit was a little bit more aggressive than usual. I am really, really fascinated by Yara and Julie's, Julia's relationship because they're like friends, but also have this sort of like cold Russian characteristic to their friendship uh, that I love. And seeing Yara defend Rebecca's um Plastic surgery might not be the right word. Is pl- plastic surgery just like all encompassing for everything? Well, she got I surgery like... because she got uh, some kind of like tummy tuck, right? So that is surgical. True. Okay, and then that's she surgical. got uh, fillers, like a yeah, or like a cosmetic something cosmetic on her face, but that wasn't surgical. It was more like injections. It seems. Yeah, that's why I was hesitating to be like her plastic surgery. But you're right; it still falls under the umbrella of plastic surgery. But to see. Yara come to Rebecca's defense about that being like listen like however you want to be it's 2021 and if you want to accept yourself then you do this it's great and Julia be like I don't understand you go to gym club and be better it's like (laughs) shut up Julia but I love Yara turning to her and being like you're being judgmental and you're wrong and it's also you're coming from such a place of pretty privilege Julia because you're just like right now this tiny little mouse who has a pretty face so like fucking come back to me in a few decades and tell me where your stance is on this topic um but yeah man I really loved it and speaking of Rebecca does Zed know he's on camera <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I love he's him giving saying, us I'm sorry I cannot I, I cannot stop eat pizza <laughs> yeah <laughs> Julia's like, like go to gym club, again. eat healthy, it's simple. And he's like, no, I'm very sorry, but I can't stop eating pizza. I love <laughs> and it. And it's so darling. There's something like so like incredibly earnest about him. And it's so funny to see that just straight up like honesty and directness and just like simplicity on a show that's like all about just like fraud and tricking people. <laughs> and like he is so far from doing that because he's just operating on like such a simple level, you guys. It's crazy. Even there's like no nuance to his answers. or yeah. And I think like obviously part of that is a little bit of like him still learning more and more English. But I have a feeling his answers wouldn't change that much if he knew even more. Like when Sean was like, do you like Rebecca's younger body? And he was like, yes, much sexy. (laughs) And everybody, and they tried to catch him by being like, so does that mean that you didn't love Rebecca before and you needed her to change to love her? And he's like, no, I love Rebecca before. Why I here if I not love Rebecca before? And it's like, 
Touche. Touche, motherfucker. He's so sweet and just honest. <laughs> and then I mean, for him to be yeah. like, I'm also going to get a tummy tuck. I'm like, great. I love this couple like functions in a way that is, I think, superior to most of the couples on that stage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think any worries that uh, Rebecca's daughter had about Ziad like trying to take advantage of her or whatever, I'm like, no, I think he's just living minute to minute. They're like, oh, yeah. how do you like America? And he's like, bored. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Like, I think if he has any thoughts, he'll let you know. You just have to ask. Yeah. There's no, like, hidden agenda. I also And him remin- listening to the other drama is, like, with his mouth wide open. It's just the best. <laughs> I also, for a little bit of the reunion, I was like, oh, Ziad's not really saying anything. I wonder if he's, you know, if he's okay, if he's mad or something. And I think he's just, like, he ha- he has to be directly ax- asked a question in order to, like, chime in. He's not really going to get in there and argue with people, which is kind of nice for Rebecca, it seems. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And she's the one who's, like, hopping into everything, like, attacking Mike's mom and, like, loving uh, Jovi's mom. She's just, like, piping in whenever she can. I also think... Tarek's commentary on everything is so funny. Like Tarek explaining, like defending Jovi's lap yeah. dance. And he's like, hey, bro, you really fucked up doing this on camera. But I will say it's not that big of a deal. It's like, I love Tarek's commentary so much. He just seems like such a fun dude to hang out with. His reactions I are can't. also just so like, been there, you know, just yeah. so sorry. Like, just so like, he's like, hey, man, I'm you like 10 years in the future or whatever. Like, let me guide you through how to you know, get on the same page with your lady. By the way, I yeah. wanted to say, Yara looks amazing. Like, I love Ooh. her top. So pretty. Yep. I think she said she got a nose job. I mean, look, like, she was already beautiful, but, like, she, I just thought she looked stunning. Her haircut is so good. Like, she's very put together. It feels like motherhood has, like, a nice color on her. Like, I think she looks great. I know. She's still continuing to be our queen. I also, I think she put into words the, when she got, Caught off guard by the footage of Jovi getting a private lap dance. And it, like, clearly broke her heart and she started to cry. She very much articulated the way I've felt anytime I've been wronged by a dude or embarrassed by a dude or cheated on by a dude. All of the same thing. And she was like, what am I supposed to? Like, I now, I just feel stupid. Like, you're making me feel stupid. I don't really know what else there is to say about it. Like, you've made me seem ignorant. You've made, you've made me feel disrespected. And I, I don't have that much else to say. And I think it was, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the feeling. That's the feeling in a nutshell is that you just feel stupid. And I don't think that a Jovi would normally get that. It's just like, oh, she's going to be mad. She's going to be angry because she's possessive of me. And it's like, no, bro, you're making me look like a fool. And that hurts me and my self-confidence and my identity. Like, that's what it is. It's not me just like being angry at you because I'm an angry woman. It's like. That's that's I think she articulated that in a really relatable way. Yeah. And by the way, so this is so interesting because it, you know, it's weird to me that that was the first time she saw that footage. So it either means that they filmed the reunion before the show has aired, like that episode hadn't aired or they just are not required to watch it, which I can understand as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But it got us into this whole conversation about strippers and strippers came up like quite a few times on this episode. The Yara situation, I totally understand why she's like, I'm uncomfortable and I hate that this is the first time I'm finding out about this. But outside of that, these people were talking about strippers as if they're not just like women with jobs. (laughs) And they're like, why would you want to fuck a stripper? And I'm not a stripper and like all this stuff. And I was just like, guys, strippers are the same as you guys they just have a specific job that they're good at that all of you are bad at frankly yeah so, like, strippers have know. way more talent than any of you on this fucking stage I'll tell you that like, I mean why? even gross yeah. Brandon being like I don't get it like I don't even get the appeal why would you go somewhere to get all excited it's like shut up Brendan you would fucking live in a fucking strip club if you could (laughs) and Julia defending it and being like strippers are talented dancers and talented people and that's a real job but then also out of the same other side of her mouth she was like but I kill Brandon if he go to one I would kill him I feel like like, in your relationship you're allowed to feel comfortable or uncomfortable with whatever you want and hopefully those priorities align with each other but it was just weird to me that Julia was going so far out of her way to say like I was only a dancer in Russia and I was not a stripper and everyone thought I was a stripper and you know what and like why would anyone want to be with a stripper I was like guys it's really especially like 
the lap dance that Jovi got, she had her bottoms on. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. it's not super different. I just don't understand why we're categorizing strippers as if they're not normal women. Anyway. I'm imagining you saying that exact soundbite, like the thesis of what you just said, which is like, hopefully you have things that are going to make you comfortable and uncomfortable and you just have to hope that your partner's uh priorities sort of line up and that you have that compatibility and like you saying that to that stage of people like this cast of 90 day and like everyone's <laughs> mouth dropping like what, <laughs> what? Sorry. excuse me what yeah. Uh, you're like, so maybe if you think this way and then you also think this way and you both feel comfortable about it, like that could be a good thing. And like Zia's like jaw just dropping to the floor. Like what? Like I, that's already such a tough concept to explain to these people who are the most incompatible couples in the world. Also, uh, we both watched the, I guess this was last week's episode uh, of the For Real, the Andy Cohen reality TV special that he's doing mm-hmm. on E! Mm-hmm. And they did, a, they like addressed a little bit of the history of 90 Day. First of all, fun fact that we learned is that 90 Day marriages have a higher success rate than the national average, which is amazing. Uh, and or depressing, however you want to look at it. But that the entire show started with uh, TLC just reaching out to immigration lawyers and being like, listen, would any of your clients just like like to be on TV? And that birthed the first season of 90 Day. And I think that that's so wild. Like they didn't do like, you know, the tradition. I mean, after they got the couples, they did, I think, more traditional casting tapes. But I think that's a really fascinating way to start a show. Because then you you are really just finding like the legit couples out there who are in the middle of this process and you don't know what is going to be interesting about them. And turns yeah. out the answer is everything. Everything, everything is going to be interesting yeah. about them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what did you think of Mike's mom and and the whole Natalie uh, situation? It's it's uh, that again, that couple just like makes me sad. I think yeah. like you can't I can't blame the mom for being against this union but at the same time like I have hold all the other parents accountable her issue should be more with Mike and less with Natalie at this point you gotta I mean, go how you, would you feel you if your mom was like up. I want someone to object at your wedding yeah I would feel I would be so fucking I would be so confused and upset and angry I would be so so upset but I like this mom. Of course, this mom wants to object to this wedding. It shouldn't. We all want to object to this wedding. But as a mom, you just have to step away and be like, this is my son. And I raised him to be this kind of a twat. And he's going to marry this girl who's not good for him. But that's just like, I got to like, let it be. And it was bizarre. And it was a yet another moment for Tamara yes. to be an absolute champion. Can we like like what can we get for Tamara? What a what a saint of a woman. A nice what haircut. a prophet. We need to pay for a haircut. That's what I think we should give to Tamara cuz she deserves it and I am so sad about her bangs and she is my favorite character on the show. <laughs> yeah, she really is. She is really really the best but yeah what did you I mean what would you do what if your mom wanted to oppose your wedding or I don't know mom? man I just feel like it you know you can only say what you have to say so many times and if people don't want to listen they don't want to listen and you just got to be there for when it falls apart right I mean it's uh like seeing her cry when Rebecca was like reprimanding her was just disturbing to me I yeah it was uh, very like mommy dearest it was very scary yeah and yeah it's just everything about it is like sad and messed up and it's not as dark it's like it's a mystery to me why Mike and Natalie just like will not let it go but it's not as dark and scary to me as this like Andrew and Amira situation yeah uh which is truly terrifying like he's such a monster I think in gross sheep's clothing because the idea of him objecting to Amira wanting to be like say her piece without him listening is like so fucked up. <laughs> it's I real mean, he's and just to not up a understand. Yeah. Yeah. He and yeah. is very emotionally abusive and controlling and making no effort to seem otherwise. Yeah, I, I mean he the fact that he just like got up and was going to leave like he sat there all day didn't say anything his storyline comes up 
he's so pissed off that he can't control Amira, that she's controlling the situation, that he demands to leave. And he also just the way that he's saying, like, can I get the sound guy and a ride to my hotel? It's like, you're. if I was in that situation, I'd be like, well, I'm stuck here and I yeah. I would feel weird about asking them to send me back to my hotel because I'm clearly not fulfilling my contract and uh it sucks that Amir doesn't want to talk to me but I guess I can just say that on the show like everything he's doing is like textbook narcissism and I'm so glad that she is setting boundaries and like sticking to them yeah and to watch the producers be like hey you could yell at us all you want but we cannot force her to talk to you and this is not our decision it's her decision that we're honoring Mm -hmm. and that we couldn't argue with even if we wanted to we can't make her do that and it's also she's physically not in the building so there is no like surprise sick reality tv fucked up trick that they could do where they just throw them in a room like she would not she would just walk out of the webcam like, what What the fuck? I also think they're so smart because they left his mic pack on him until the very last yeah. moment, which I loved. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's super smart. You guys have done this before. And that your first rodeo. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, that's everything I have for this week. Do you have anything else? No, that's everything that I have for this week. I'm excited to see uh, Menti come back. For the Hazel Tarek mm-hmm. love triangle next Ooh, week. It's, and I'm excited to see Sarah, too, tell her side of the mic. Oh, yeah. Story. Yeah. Honestly, oh I would God. kind of love it if Natalie was right this whole time, you know? I kind of would, too. I think it's interesting to see. There's a lot of people online who really defend her. And maybe they've seen more, like, of the past seasons that mm-hmm. she's been on than I have. But it, this would really help sway me back to, to more fully Natalie's side. Not that I think it's all her fault. I think they're both equally fucked up but yeah yeah there's so much so so much more that I will here's the last thing I'll say about it I was texting my brother about it because he was watching it too and we were like this is so good and Sean the the me what's the word for it I mean she's the host but yeah uh, it feels more like a mediator of some kind Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. she's a really wonderful host she does so much of the like stay tuned you're gonna want to see what this big player in this love triangle has to say and she like kind of really juices these uh these moments of like teasing what we're gonna see in the future and I'm like Sean we are all here for forever yeah you don't need to you don't need to like make us stay or tell us to stay tuned we are fucking in it for life dude we are watching all of this shit we're watching you put Jovi on a literal lie detector and I will watch it always like you don't need to tease what's next that being said, very excited for what she teased about what's next next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, but yeah, what a fun week. And uh, again, anybody out there who knows anything about Disney or is going to Disney, can you please DM us like your tales? Because we want to we want to know more. We're really jonesing for uh, a trip to Disney. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, talk to you next week. Till next time. Bye.